0: Hey guys, G Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this Pac 12 preview here on the Fun V Tailgate, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Maddie D and I take a deep dive into the Pac 12. We look into every single team, key players, key matchups, try to make some postseason predictions, Heisman predictions. All that good stuff. It's a part of our 2018 college football preview. We also dropped our ACC preview today. That's right, two podcasts in one day. Wanted to give you the options just in case if you're a Pac-12 guy but not an ACC guy, or vice versa. But if you like both, I highly recommend listening to them both. We recorded them back to back, and they were a lot of fun to record. Really curious in hearing what you guys think. But as always, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Just search the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a nice little five-star review while you're there. Find us on Twitter, ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Facebook and Instagram, just like the website, Thunderblogsports.com. But again, enjoy this episode. It was a lot of fun to record. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy. And we are live. Welcome to this edition of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com college football previews. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell. the G Man. With me, as always, is my man coming all the way from Malvern PA. Maddie D. Yo, brother. Yo, brother. What's going Uh, on?
1: Well, we've talked about it a little bit. I'm just ready
0: for football to begin. I am too. Yeah, it's August. Starting to cut the grass. Starting to see some high school teams going back. This sounds familiar. You probably just listened to the ACC podcast we just recorded. We're dropping them both at the same time, though. We want to try something different, do some shorter, uh, do the preview shorter rather than combine them. Uh, So if you're listening to this first, you can hear the awesome. Intro that we did when you listen to the ACC. And if you don't like the ACC, you don't have to listen to it. So we're like, you know, it's America. We're leaving. We're leaving a uh, free will up to everybody.
1: Say that again. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. <laughs> said,
0: and Matt chooses not to listen. I said it's free. It's America. We're leaving. You know, free will up to you know each and every individual.
1: Oh well, that's true. That's why huh? we live in this great country.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, um, and, and,
1: and well, I mean, well, here's the thing: free will. But when it comes to football, well. There's nothing more
0: ingrained into the American fall Saturday than college football.
1: Yeah, it's 22. Um, It's 22 22 guys that have to have the same will on the football field, okay, so that we can win.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, definitely. I can't wait to sit in a bar for like like 10 hours just watching football on a Saturday. Like that first Saturday, Labor Day weekend, and we're going to be hanging out. But I think we're, you know, we may, we should try to get together for it because I know we're hanging out that Sunday. Yeah. But it's that first weekend is just nonstop football. It is so much fun. But so we're, so we're covering the Pac 12 in this podcast. Uh, Like I mentioned, we're doing each conference, depending on two that we might have a guest for. So those might be still one podcast, but we're doing them instead of doing back to back as a full hour plus, we're doing these. Dropped at the same time is about a half an hour, half hour, 40 minutes. Uh, So just a little different. If you like it, let us know in the comments. Doing the Pac-12, dropping at the same time as the ACC. And I'm really excited. I think the Pac-12 is going to be a ton of fun to watch this year, Matt.
1: I definitely think so, too. I think they're one of the most fascinating divisions every year, at conferences, excuse me, every year in football. Um, They generate way better players. And because of where they're located, because they're on the West Coast, we miss a lot of their games, which I think is a shame. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just a. I'm gonna be honest. There's a ton of really good teams in the Pac-12, in my opinion. I mean, teams that you wouldn't want to play. Um, it's fascinating conference. This year is going to be really interesting as well. I think too. Um, there's traditional powerhouses. There's up and comers all over the map.
0: Oh yeah, there absolutely are, and it's gonna. It's gonna be great to see if we're reaching a point where some of the up and comers are starting to eclipse those established teams, teams with some veteran leadership on them. So this is, I, I think is going to be one of the more exciting years out of the PAC 12. And it's not going to be something where in the past where the PAC 12 has been left out of the college football playoff, it's been pretty obvious. I think it's, and we'll get to this at the end of the, uh, the end of the show, but I think this is going to be a really compelling year where even if teams start to beat up on each other, that you're going to see a lot of teams in high profile bowl games by the end of the here.
1: no definitely definitely and you know what like they continue to attract star power so and and, I, and i'll the name i'll start with is chip kelly's arrival so we'll get to every team i don't want to just jump on there right away um but this this conference says we've got a lot to talk about we've got a lot to review and not a ton amount of talk to- Ton amount of time um but what where do we
0: want to start which uh which division here let's start with the north okay which might be the better division. We can debate that, but I um, think it might be. Um, I would say it's the
1: better top. It's got the better teams. The, yeah, I exactly. Think it has the better top teams. Two or three best teams in the division. I would definitely tell you that.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, for sure.
1: I, I would argue we'll get to their lower half. I think they might have a little bit of a weaker at the bottom. We'll,
0: we'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll start in the in the north division. And I think number one is pretty simple. With Washington, I don't know if you agree, but I think with returning Jake Jake Browning, who has turned in awesome seasons for the past two years, uh-huh. uh, and he's finally a senior. It felt like he's been a senior every single year. <laughs> right. They return <laughs> Miles Gaskin, their running back. That's who true. Who to get yards last year?
1: He gets overshadowed by some other running backs, like you know yeah. Ronald Jones and another guy that's still in the conference. We'll get to. Um, he
0: rushed for over six yards a carry last year, man. He's a really good running back. Now he's a fucking stud.
1: Now some of that is because of the system and how good they they are. But no, I I Short. completely agree with you there, hundred um, percent.
0: But then the best part of this, they return nine players on defense. Yeah,
1: and this is a defense that you know when you think of the Pac-12, you don't normally think of defense. They're really good. Yeah,
0: they're really fucking good. I mean, these guys all across the board. They all help out with tackling, they all help force turnovers. And I mean like you said, you don't normally think of defense in the back 12 the way that the systems go, you know, allow a little little more yards here and there. It's not like the Big 12 where it's just offensive university left and right. But I mean, these guys I think they're going to be pretty good. Not as good as a couple other defenses we've we've talked about in other conferences, but I think these guys are going to be pretty solid. I mean, you got to you got to look out for their entire basically front seven, that's I think all but two, all but one are returning players from last year. Yeah. And these guys are leading tacklers. Again, they're forcing sacks or forcing fumbles. It's, I mean, they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be a really hard out with a team that we're going to cover in a second with an awesome Heisman favorite running back. They're going to be tough against good qu- quarterback teams, teams with with interesting offensives. I mean, they play all these different teams this year, some of them on the road, some of them at home. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, well, first and foremost here. They are – but here's the one thing you have to know. They're, they open the year with a really fun game, don't they? Yeah. Auburn visits Washington. No, what it's a,
0: in Atlanta. It's, in a, it's, it's a, a neutral site right, game. You're right,
1: you're right, you're right. I, apologize. I apologize. I did know that, but they, it's in Atlanta. But what a fun
0: – That's going to be a great game.
1: Right. I mean, and how this is why I love great non-conference games. They get matchups that you never really expect. You know? And 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 Washington projects to be like the fourth best team in the country this year. And and even if they lose to Auburn, it's not over. No, but boy, they beat over. Auburn and you're looking at a potential, you know, playoff pretty quick. Um I, I you know, once again hard pack 12 this year, but they do get Stanford at home.
0: Um I'm just excited. I got to go to Utah, which concerns me in week three.
1: They do. So, and I think Utah is going to surprise a lot of people. I think Um, so too. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Uh, I do. I think Utah, a little bit of a scary team to an extent. Um, This is a team that's been really good, by the way, for the past how many years? You know, it seems like Washington or Utah? Utah. It's like they're better than you think they are pretty consistently. Yeah. I don't know if Utah has any superstars per se, like maybe an Arizona does, which we'll get to. But they're a really good football team that is going to put up an early test for Washington. Here's yeah. my concern: Let's say they lose, Let's say Washington loses to Auburn. Okay, they, they they have a cupcake week two. North Dakota. Wait, North Dakota. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, not, go, not
0: North Dakota State. UND. I,
1: I had to look twice. Then they go to Utah. They theoretically if they're still down on themselves about Auburn, they could be one and two to start the year and that'll pretty much crash their
0: Yeah, um, that that's the tough thing is that we haven't seen a two-loss team get in yet. We've seen multiple teams from the same conference, but not a two-loss team. I think that's what the committee fears the most. No, definitely. And here's the
1: thing. I mean, it let's say they lost Auburn and Utah and then ran the table. I could still see them getting in. Because if they have two early losses, if, assuming Utah's at all good and Auburn lives up to expectations, I think um, they
0: need to beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship no, game.
1: I would definitely agree that if they lose to Utah, it's if they be play college.
0: USC or Arizona, I don't think that happens.
1: Yeah, but it's always possible. It's always possible. Um, uh, but I definitely think they're the class of the division. I don't think they're head and shoulders better though than their other. my number two may be different for you, but I have the Stanford Cardinal locked in it too. And I think- No, I'm I'm on the same
0: page. And that's why I thought maybe you might have them one because I know you're a big fan of them.
1: I'm a big fan of them. Um, Bryce Love is a Heisman candidate. They've got a tight end in Caden Smith who has a potential to be really good. They've got a number of decent guys offensively. I don't love them defensively
0: per se. I still think they're a really good football team though. yeah, they lost a lot of their top defensive players. So it's going to be a lot of question marks coming in and we probably should get an idea early. Yeah. But you mentioned love and I think he is going to have a nice campaign, hopefully better than the, the Christian McCaffrey follow-up, <laughs> which right. I read this, that there have been two in, in the last 10 years, there have been two players to come in second in the Heisman voting. And in the next season, they, didn't even, they weren't even a finalist. One's McCaffrey, who was injured a number of times two years ago. The other was Andrew Luck, who was still a highly touted prospect, came back for his senior year after every thought. He was going to go out to Jim Harbaugh at the 49ers. Um, but I think Love is, is going to have himself an awesome year. They play San Diego State, another running back university. Then they play USC, which I love that game. That game is always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's at Stanford, which USC never travels north very well. One of those games that they travel north is always seems like when they when they slip up, no matter if it's the John David Booty, John Le- or Matt Liner, Jesus, uh, <laughs> or late two thousands teams, or you know this resurgence of USC. They never travel north, and then obviously in between they were a mess all over the place with Lane yeah. Kiffin and all those guys. But that's going to be a ton of fun to watch it's definitely probably going to be if not the espn game of the week it's going to be you know on espn 2 on fox wherever because i know they love the pac-12 yeah. but it's going to be on national television and you should be sitting either on your couch or at a bar watching that game because you're going to see a lot of high level talent facing off against one another and it's gonna be an electrifying football game.
1: No, I agree. I, you know, I think the one thing that I this is why I was a little less as why I hesitated to jump Stanford all the way up to the very top with Washington. You know, you talked about USC Week Two. I San Diego State, you can't sleep on them in the first week. They go no. here's the stretcher. They go at Oregon, at Notre Dame. That's a big yeah, that's travel. Tough. Come that's right tough. back, play Utah at home, but they're coming right back from Notre Dame. And then they, they have to travel to Washington. And they end the year at Cal and at UCLA. So I have two concerns. Yeah, three of their last four
0: games on the road. Which no, is no, not they, fun. no, no.
1: They get Oregon. They get Oregon State at home.
0: No, I said three of their last four. Oh, yeah. So oh, Washington, Washington, Washington Oregon State at home, yeah. then away, away.
1: You know the problem I have is end of the year, Chip Kelly. You know if his, his system is rolling by the end of that year at UCLA, could be a daunting game for a team that, that might have an opportunity to make a surprise run at the college football. I, no one is surprised that they're good, but they'd be surprised if they got to the playoff. But that, it could come down to that game, and, and that, would, that would somewhat concern me. Uh, the other problem is when you're going to put a lot of your eggs in the basket of Bryce Love, who I absolutely love, he's not a big guy. He's, he's had injury concerns. Yeah. If he's getting 30 carries a game, by the time you get to those late games on the road, how is his body going to be holding up? You can't afford to lose him. He seems to be most of your offense. So, you know, that's a concern. The hope is they can find some games to kind of ease his carry. But if he's going after a Heisman, he's not going to want to come off the the, 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 uh, the field. And I would understand why. So I just have a couple little concerns here or there about him this year.
0: Um, but Do you think they, still- they should try to run – some RPOs or what with KJ Costello, their quarterback, because he can run a little bit
1: yeah, to so try to right. get
0: a little bit of pressure off of him.
1: Yeah, KJ Costello I mean, could be a guy that does that. That surprises people to me. Okay, um, he's a good. He was pretty good last year. I would say he's up and yeah. coming. He's young, uh, and this is a team. By the way, this team always has a good defense. Always has good tight ends and good running backs. Um, and Andrew Luck obviously was probably their best their best player, but he's got to be healthy. Um, they, you know, Ke- Keller Christ has, has transferred to Tennessee, so a passing game is a concern. And if they get behind in a game, can they come all the way back? But defense is going to be good. I I think the defense is going to be better than we expect it to be. It normally is.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, I mean they're, they're definitely going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think if they can pull off an upset, if it was not if it was at home, the Washington game, i I think it'd be. A lot of fun to watch, but I think at Washington, especially if they're rolling, no matter how Washington's first couple of games go, if they're rolling at that point of the season, they could start to try to play spoiler to Stanford if Stanford jumps ahead of them. But we'll see how how it all goes for them. At number three in the division, I got the Oregon Ducks. I think that's pretty clear. Um, like you said, a very good top-heavy uh, division. But I think with Oregon right there, they got some pretty solid offense and a pretty solid defense, too. I shouldn't sleep on their defense. But they're returning seven starters on each side. They start off with a very, very easy schedule before they have to play Stanford. So they could be clicking on all levels. They play, They host Bowling Green. They host Portland State. Then they host San Diego State. And then they host Stanford. So they don't – for their first four games, they don't even have to leave the state of Oregon. Then they go play <laughs> at Cal. Yeah. And then early bye week for them, August or October 6th bye week. But then they, you know, four of their last six games are, or four of the last seven games, excuse me, are on the road. And it could be interesting. I mean, the nice thing is that they host their former coach when USC plays them on November 3rd. So it could be an emotional game for Chip Kelly, which I think also is a big part of the Stanford game for him. He used to always either demolish Stanford or Stanford would play spoiler to him. So I think he wants to win that game. He'll definitely want to win this game against Oregon, at Oregon in Eugene. But talking a little bit more about the Ducks themselves, they return Justin Hebard, their their quarterback who tossed for almost two thousand yards last year. They don't return Royce Freeman, who has moved up to the NFL. He is your guy on the Broncos, right?
1: Yeah, I would say it's – and I would say that he was vastly underrated and he's a really good player. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: (laughs) Or Corey Benoit. He had a pretty good season too. That's true. But they have now starting – who isn't a starter, but he's still got a a good amount of reps. They have Troy Brooks-James – who got almost 500 yards. They had a pretty balanced offense last year in terms of giving guys a good amount of touches, and that's why Freeman's numbers weren't as high as you would normally see out of a you know feature back, a guy that makes it up to the NFL for a quality team and everything. But, I mean, I think their defense is going to be really good. I think they definitely improve on the 7-6 and six record from last season.
1: Uh, yeah, I do too. Uh, it's all about Her- Her- Herbert's health. He's healthy. This team's great. If he's unhealthy, they might struggle. He Her- Herbert gets hurt. He's a pro prospect. I mean, they're talking about a potential first-round pick. And I'm with you, though. It really comes down. It's three weeks in a row. Oh, sorry. They have the bye week there. But it's Stanford at Cal Washington. If they win those three games, there's a shot at a team going undefeated here. It's surprising everybody. I don't think they will. But it's really, to me, it's those three games. I would that- even
0: include at Arizona.
1: I mean, I, I, so here's what I you are at Arizona is not any yeah we're not we got to make sure we pay attention to a guy like Khalil Tate who's a Heisman tro- a candidate by the way if you don't know him you need to look
0: this yeah we'll guy, we'll get to it, Khalil Tate though
1: Khalil Tate he's basically a running back at wide receiver – at a quarterback um the guy is a good football player and he's a great football player and the concern you have with him is he's one of those guys that he one of those games where he just goes off and win and beats a team they they quote unquote shouldn't win um but I'll we'll get to him when, when we, we get, get to there Arizona. there he's not this Pac-12 got a bunch of really good pedigreed college coaches someone and Kelly they also got um Tony Dungie who I'm not sure is going to be that great but he's still there um there's some decent names that have, I'm sorry Tony Dungy Herm Edwards excuse me wow very very wrong on me um it's all good. It's all good. Former anyway Airbus. those are three big names and someone and Chip Kelly may have not had the success you expected him to have in the NFL, although you could argue he did. Um, this guy was really good in college, really, really good. So it, there's going to be a lot of excitement around that program. My point is, there's just a lot of decent players, a lot of decent coaches, and decent players in the Pac-12 that are that are gaining strength here. I don't think Oregon has any chance of going undefeated, but you never know.
0: Yeah, I mean there there are shocks left and right. I mean. Western Michigan nearly did it a couple years ago. Washington even. They went on the they went on a run themselves in that Colorado team in that same season. Right. Let's keep it rolling. Uh I think who do you have for? Cal? I'm gonna take Cal here. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of a yeah. This is where it.
1: I think you start to see a drop. Um the defense is pretty good here, by the way. Cornerbacks are good, linebackers are good. There's nothing offensively. That's no. my concern with Cal. Um, they've got Vic Wharton at wide receiver, who I love a lot. But you've got to have somebody throwing in the ball. So I think they're solidly locked in it for. Because I think the two teams below them are are not good. But I, I well, I, we'll get there. But I, you know, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough one um, in my mind at least.
0: I mean, the nice thing is that they have a lot of home games against top cal- caliber teams in their in the conference, like we mentioned Washington. So they can try to play spoiler. It's probably their best bet there.
1: Yeah. I think here's the thing. I actually thought that Washington State, who we're talking about next, I would assume, they've been steadily getting better every year, but Mike Leach's issues off the field with players and himself, they're starting to catch up with him here a little bit.
0: Yeah, Uh, I mean, they don't don't return a lot of players either, which concerns me. Yeah. And they're not – they shouldn't be ranked very high with a lot of the players that they no, are returning no, no, no. and a lot of the inexperiences that they have. Yeah.
1: And their entire – yeah, like they're overhauling their entire offense. Now, Mike Leach is known for for figuring – making something out of nothing. So, you That's know –
0: That's true. That's I, very true. I do
1: have to say that. I don't want to like totally poo-poo them here uh, 100%. So we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I don't have – have, they're better than Oregon State. <laughs> yeah. That's right? pretty easy to go with. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, Oregon State not really return. Oh, actually, they returned a good amount, but I mean, they have a new coach in Jonathan Smith, who's never had any head coach experience on any level. Uh, he was a quarterback in college, played in two thousand in the early two thousands. Um, I mean, I'd love to say that they're going to get o- give Ohio State a run for their money in week one, but they're not. They're not. It's going to no. be a rollover of a game for the right. Buckeyes.
1: Right. No, definitely. Um. Yeah. yeah. And I and I would tell you that. Um. I actually don't. I actually don't hate his hire though, because they think they probably think, hey, look, this guy'll get in here and build a program over the next five to ten years. Okay. You know, that's what you think of when you're when you're at the bottom. Trust, hey, TTP, trust the process. and see what happens. Um, I, I don't. I think it's. A, but I'm okay with them with them taking him yeah. and, and see if they can build something out of what is literally almost nothing. Getting paid money to play Ohio State, I'm sure, but that's going to be a rough. Uh, start to his coaching career.
0: They also have one of the hardest schedules in college football because Mm -hmm. of how bad they are and how good of the college, how good of their conference schedule is and because they play Ohio state. So good on them. You make something out of nothing and maybe you get a nice little bowl invite, but that's going to take a lot of things to happen.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to be a tough one for him.
0: Um, yeah, South I mean, that's, Division.
1: That's really the North. I think like like we talked about, I, I would say that we're real quick, I think the North, the top couple teams are really good. But yeah. I don't know if they have the same depth as the South.
0: No, I would totally agree. I think you might have the opportunity for a couple backdoor covers on the betting end, but yeah, in terms of the results, they're going to be pretty uh pretty straightforward. But let's move to the South Division. I think it's gonna be pretty well-rounded as i would think usc is up there they return a number of good players uh but matt i'm actually gonna go with arizona for my pick to win the division is number one yeah i'm going i'm i'm trusting in khalil tate you talked about him before which is why i kept trying to be like hold on hold on hold on sorry really like this wildcat team they host usc they have to go to UCLA, but they also they have to go to Utah too, which concerns me. Utah is the only other team that I'm really concerned about on their schedule. Okay, so they play BYU. They have to go to Houston, which might be tough. But all their other their other road games, Washington State's going to be fairly easy. UCLA is a wild card, and we're going to talk about them in a bit. But I really like Khalil Tate. I really like what I'm what I'm you know reading about with JJ Taylor, their sophomore running back who's starting out. Their wide receiving core is fantastic, and I think their defense is going to be pretty solid once again. They return nine starters. They should have a number of guys, especially in that, in that linebacking core, that really make a big impact there. No, I, I mean, I
1: well, first of all, I agree that there's a ton of talent, and Kevin, someone walks in with a pedigree. I know he didn't have great years last few years, but with a pedigree.
0: Yeah. Um, that's the one thing against them is that Kevin yeah. Summers is a first-year coach for them.
1: How about this? But, yeah, he's not a first-year coach because he's got plenty of in a way more high-pressured environment. They do go week two at Houston, which will be fun. If you want to watch a really good matchup, watch Ed Oliver, the Houston defensive tackle, a top five prospect in the NFL right now, go up against Khalil Tate. That's going to be a fun thing to watch potentially. My concern is on both the defensive and offensive lines. They don't really have a set starting five offensively which concerns you a little bit even if you spread them out and I don't know if they have a great defensive line so they can keep up in a shootout if their defense isn't playing great but if they can't protect Tate at all I just get I'm a little I'm a little hesitant there and they've got some tough matchups this being said though this is the year to get to USC it's also the year because of the what we think will be the rise of UCLA so you better hope this is a good year for Arizona. I don't have them at one, but I think it's, I think you have a really strong pick and an argument there. And I I like it. Um oh, yeah. that so, number one then. I'm I'm gonna go with USC. I still think there's a lot of talent there. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna jump on that. Um uh, you know, they're just they're they're still really good football. Team. They've got tons of talent all over the place. The defense is gonna be really good.
0: Um, yeah, that defense is going to be very right. solid.
1: They've got three guys, Porter Gustin, Cameron Smith, Christian Rector, on the defensive line who look awesome. Um, now, it looks like JT Daniels is going to start as a true freshman. He should be a high school senior this year, and he's coming in at, at, at Sam Donald. So I'm assuming that they can figure out how to help him. Um, and and, I, and that, that the hype is real. That's why I'm taking them to win the division. I don't think they win the conference. But I think they win the division. Um, I just I think they're the best team in the division still. There's so much talent at USC, as you would expect with how storied that program is. Um, sure. They do go at Stanford week two. It could be a loss.
0: And yeah. they go, and they go to Texas the me.
1: next week. So that, that early stretch there is really going to test that. Yeah, at Stanford,
0: right. at Texas, at Arizona, at Utah are your first four away games. At Oregon State should be a win and then you play at UCLA and and I mean UCLA they're going to be better than UCLA but that's not a game to sleep on for them.
1: No, the la- at UCLA and then Notre Dame visiting as you expect. That's an early tough start there though. I I would agree. Um I'm early early sorry early early, the, early the, the start is early and the end is early. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting. I just think there's enough talent there. They're going to do it. I would tell you that I will go. I'm not even. I don't have Arizona at two. I've got Utah at two.
0: Okay. Yeah, they're my they. Utah is my number two. I have USC number three. So we flip flop. Okay. But let's talk Utah. The Utes are going to be are going to be solid, and they're always a tough out at home.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. There, there are always like there's always a team in every conference that you think about that always puts up a really good fight every year. You should expect them to, and they don't. Uh, I think of Utah. Uh, I think of a Kansas state in the big 12. Um, well, we think we, everyone knows Wisconsin is good, but they don't always get the credit that's due, but they're a little bit too highly ranked for my, but, um, Tyler Huntley, a quarterback, he's got Zach Moss in the backfield. They have a really good kicker, which sounds strange, but in college, that's a huge deal.
0: It is a big Uh, deal in college.
1: Now I don't know how great their defense is going to be, but they always seem to figure out a way to get some players in the field that, that at least trip you up. I just I like them as that. Probably I don't think they'll be number one, and I would expect that Arizona or a surprise UCLA to jump them for that for this first spot. But I think they could slot themselves in as a number two um, with a decent bowl game. Um, okay. You know, you know. By the way, you know the coat his coat him is ten one in bowl games. Did you know that?
0: I did know that they before they joined the Pac-12. Utah had a very very solid run of winning ten games or yeah. more.
1: Now they go right away week 3 Washington visits them. We talked about that before. Could be a potential upset for them. Um, yep. they do have to visit at
0: Stanford. Stanford is tough. Right. And they go
1: Stanford. so they go at Stanford and then they go Zona UCLA at US UL, U, uh, Zona USC at UCLA. That'll be tough. But if they could figure out a way to come out of there with two losses, you're looking at a really good year, a really good team for this a really good year for this team.
0: Yep. yep. For sure. All right, so do you have Arizona 3?
1: I have Arizona at three. And by the way, I'm I'm, I'm going to put them at three, but I'm battling myself with UCLA because I just have expectations of Chip even in year one. But I'll take Arizona at three. I, if you don't have – UCLA at four? I think, yeah, I have UCLA very much so locked in at four. I think that's Ooh. the clear – there's a clear middle pack here with UCLA, um, Arizona, Utah to me. Um, there's a clear middle grouping there in my mind. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, by let's the jump way into
0: UCLA though I don't have them at 4 but let's jump into them yeah UCLA that is you, yeah we'll go with your 4 I have I have Colorado at 4 so we'll go okay. jump into them after after well, we well, to well, UCLA well, yeah,
1: and we'll talk about UCLA real quick what I would tell you is I, I I don't I'm also not sleeping on Colorado or Arizona State I think both of those programs Yeah I think
0: State. I think all three of them could jump out
1: Exactly and that's what really interests me um to, to uh, quite a bit um you know there is still there are players at UCLA you know, they weren't a bad team. They just weren't good enough. They weren't elite um, on the uh, for what you're looking for. a well, UCLA tries to you know uh, wrestle above their weight quite a bit. So um, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm just, I just feel like Chip Kelly has a way to make stuff out of nothing. You know. He did that a little bit with with um, with uh, the Eagles. I mean, he, you know, but but I, I just I don't know. I have a feeling that he figures out to be a little a little bit okay. The defense is going to struggle, but um, I just think he figures it out offensively and they score points with his system. I mean, look, he, nothing against. I, I, we know I love Nick Foles, but Nick Foles and Demarco Murray didn't necessarily make sense in the spread offense backfield that they, would do, that oh, they sure. were do. they Running, and yet he had great success with them. Um, I think he figures out a way to make something happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I actually think their defense is going to be pretty solid, but I agree with you. Their offense, if it comes out rolling, these guys could be on a very high trajectory, especially comparatively to what to what a lot of people think they're going to do. That's why I have them five. Uh, I just have a lot of question marks around the offense. I do like their defense a lot, though, so I I think that they can edge out Arizona State for the six. Uh, but I think Colorado, and we'll get to them in a second. I just think they have a little more built-in talent where they're at and mm-hmm. a little more experience to yeah. make a more of a run for that four spot.
1: And I would also tell you that UCLA, they visit Oklahoma week two. That's true. It's probably a loss.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. Um,
1: but I think if you're every other team in the Pac-12, you're sitting there going, okay, how long do we have until this practice, until this team gets good? That you know, eh, eh, oh, hoo, hoo, hoo. Um, they're going to be quick. They're going to be fast. They've got players. Wilton Spate, by the way, may start there. This is a guy that has expe- former Michigan guy has some experience. You just never know with guys like that. You know, I could see him figuring it out. So I, you know, don't know exactly what's going to happen, but um, they better be people. People better be ready. I guess is how I would how I would state it.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. That's a good point. I mean, going forward, they're they're. The program trajectory is pointed very much onward and upward, so it'll be exciting to see. But like I mentioned, I have Colorado at number four. I think just where they're at, I think they're returning a number of guys, especially in defense, that should help out. Their offense could be a little suspect, but I think with a bit of establishment and a couple of years removed from that run, uh, th- that they can certainly be good. The one thing that concerns me is their interior on both sides of the ball. So if they aren't up to snuff, they will get eaten alive. Okay. So yeah. I think there definitely is a divide between the top three in the division and the bottom three, uh, and I just think Colorado is the best of those bottom three. Um, but, I mean, I also like their schedule a lot. They host Colorado State – or no, that's neutral site game. Um, but aside from going to Nebraska and U- USC, Washington, and Arizona um, – you know, their home schedule is pretty good, and they could play spoiler for a couple different teams like UCLA, like Arizona State, which part of why I ranked them ahead. But Utah, they play late in the season. They could try to upset them. It's going to be fun seeing how the Buffaloes do.
1: Oh, uh, I definitely agree. What I would say is they have a real, I mean, um, um, Steven Montez could arguably be the best quarterback in the Pac 12. Uh, they've got a, a really good linebacking group there. They just—they don't have a ton of skill position players in a division in a conference that may require you to score a little bit. We've seen that usually with the Pac-12. Yeah, so, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, I, but here's the thing. That program has been – Buff Colorado, we, a couple years ago they got ranked real high, but they're a good team, and they're a good group. Um, I, I like them. I have them slotted at five. I like them at five. But they're a team that could upset you by accident almost, You know, just because yep. they have some talent there.
0: Especially at home. They're very good at home. Right,
1: right. So we'll see what happens. Um, But once again, there's not a lot of teams you want to play in the Pac-12. I wouldn't want to play Colorado. Um, I guess that's how I look at it. Uh, I wouldn't want to play a lot of these teams, yeah. So um, I think that means we both have the same team at the bottom.
0: Yeah, Arizona State, and it's nothing against Herm Edwards, really. It's just – I mean, they even have a good offense coming back. I just think they're—it's going to be tough for them yeah. climbing out of where they've been the last couple yeah. of years.
1: Yeah. You know, a few five, ten years ago, you were like, "Wow, this is
0: okay." They, they made a bowl game last year too. We shouldn't doubt them that much, but I just think it's tough to.
1: Yeah, I would. Every other team, that they, it seems
0: like, is moving forward, and they kind of yeah. stayed stayed in neutral with getting Herm Edwards and all of that comparatively to what their program is no, going to do.
1: There's definitely a little bit of buzz there. I would say um, okay. what I would also tell you is this, they might have the best wide receiving core that you don't even know about in the country, at least in the conference. Uh, uh, it's Harry. His first name is N apostrophe keel. So Nikhil, Nikhil, Harry, Kyle Williams are excellent. Manny Wilkins is pretty good as yeah, a Kyle Williams. right? If Manny Wilkins can get on the ball, you don't know. To me, this is a team that struggles. They've got to play Michigan state. They go to San Diego. Say they play Washington. So there's some teams they're going to have to play.
0: They so host I, Michigan State though, so that's, they do host them. Coming this, down to the desert's not easy for any Eastern team,
1: and, and we've seen that before. We've seen this exactly team do some crazy things before. I think this is a team that gives you that one upset that gets you excited for next year. Like that's the way I look at this team. They're going to beat somebody, and you're going to go, "Oh wow, uh, the Sun Devils! Wow." Um, we'll see what happens there. I, you know, I don't know if it's, um, Michigan state, but they do, you know, they, they got to take Washington on. They but they could, I think they're going to surprise somebody and you're going to be like, damn. Um, and you know what, for Herm Edwards, ASU doesn't have a ton of expectation. He's a big name and he excites people, but there's not like they're, he didn't get hired at UCL, USC or UCLA. Even he got hired at, uh, at, um. What's it called? It's a little surprised by the way, that Blake Barnett transferred. This is a big-time prospect. Uh, yeah, Alabama recruit signing. Uh, it's kind of a bummer he left, but you know it is what it is. Uh, I think Edwards three or four years from now will get his guys in there. His name will bring people, but they're just not ready this year.
0: Oh, for sure. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, but I
1: once again, I don't know if I'd want to play them. <laughs> no,
0: it's weird with them being being where they are. And right, I mean, like I mentioned, go. All, the nice thing about the Pac-12 is that. Eventually somebody has to lose at home, but the nice thing is that they any team can just turn on their home field advantage because it's so diverse. You're either in the desert, the Pacific Northwest, Southern California, the Rocky Mountains. It's absurd. And somebody's gonna trip up at some point. So nothing's ever a complete lock within this conference. We mentioned it with USC trying to go north, teams trying to go to the desert, Utah having an incredible advantage. It's just fun that way, and oh, it's yeah. it's a good conference. It sucks that the last couple of years they've cannibalized themselves, but I think they finally get their due this year with how much talent there is in terms of getting a team to the playoff. But it sounds like – I think we both have Washington winning. I do. Yeah, I do. so I have Washington yeah. over Arizona. You have them over USC. Mm-hmm. I think even if they, if they have two losses, it's going to be tough, but I think even with one loss, I think they're safe to get in.
1: And by the way, I would almost – Rather see it be Stanford versus Arizona or Oregon. I want a new team in that grouping there. Um, I just, I just think Washington's been a really good program for the past five, six, seven years. They're good. I mean, they're just good. So yeah, we're now um, in the
0: follow through of the Washington pendulum swing.
1: Yes, yes. I would tell you that this team, this this conference, definitely has two high level Heisman Hopef- Hopef- hopefuls, Bryce Love, and. Cleo Tate, I think that a guy like Jake Browning, if he shows up. Yeah, I was about to say,
0: Browning could be up there, but I think it's going to be tough.
1: Or Justin Herbert, but they're going to have to really blow it up. There's a lot of other good quarterbacks who will put up a lot of numbers, and you're always going to have the East Coast bias that happens. with, Other than USC, really, any other school in the Pac-12, there's a huge East Coast bias against them. Um, Really, since they've had five players runner-up since Toby Gerhardt. They've had five runners up to the high school, yeah second place finishes. That's a tough thing to
0: look. And at. And that's in the last ten years too. So right. I mean, good on them, but it's but, zero so like, wins, right?
1: That was Toby oh, no, no. Uh, Marcus Mariota so It was Toby Gerhardt, Andrew Luck, I believe, McCafferty. Yep. Love, who am I missing?
0: Did Mariota get a runner up before it he was, won? It was Oregon. Oh, you're saying Stanford has runners up. Stanford five has
1: five up. runners up, I believe. Uh, uh, Stanford. Oh, damn. Heisman. Let me see. Let me see if I can. Uh, regardless, I mean the Pac-12
0: just pumps out talent, though. It's that's the point you're trying to make, and right. Stanford is is sneakily always there. Zach Ertz is that for tight end, and I mean Andrew oh, Luck, no. all these different guys. Andrew,
1: so how about this, Andrew Luck? So Toby Gerhardt was second. Almost beat Mark Ingram in 2009, That was just amazing to me. Toby Garrett. Andrew Luck next the year after that, Andrew Luck finished second behind Cam Newton. The next season he finished second behind Robert Griffin. And then Uh Christian McCaffrey and
0: I was wrong on the on the didn't follow. Oh just didn't win, I guess, is what I read. Yeah, but regardless.
1: Yeah. Anyway, just thought it was an interesting fact for you there.
0: No, definitely, definitely really interesting. Um but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. I think Washington, I'd say, they get in. I think they're a uh, you – know, pencil them in right now, and they really have to shoot themselves in the feet. Yeah,
1: to, you know uh, I would say I in. totally could see Washington making the college football playoff. I could see USC and even Stanford a little bit. My concern is what we've seen year in and year out. A, the East Coast bias, but B, um, they, they, they cannibalize themselves again. And I think that's got to be a concern because – we talked about Clemson. We have, you know, the SEC's got a number of teams. The Big Twelve and Big Ten have teams that you expect to be there in that conversation. Yeah, it's probably going to take an undefeated season from Washington. Maybe you think so? You don't even think it, one
0: one loss is enough?
1: I think they've built enough of a pedigree that they could at least match another one loss team. But they're not gonna. I don't know if a, a Pac-12 team will has the ability to jump a, a, another team that's ranked
0: high. That's right? a really good point. Um, I guess it depends on who's there at the end of the season, like last yeah. year. But
1: yeah, I mean, you know, you I mean, look, they see how they look, end up, right? Well, think about last year: um, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and um, Oklahoma. Those are. Huge name programs, yeah, that you and know. Ohio
0: State was right there. You're right,
1: um, and so the way when I when you hear the, you're like, wait, second, I, I, you know, if you watch college football, you know how good Washington is, you know Stanford, but if you're just a casual fan and sometimes of their 800 plus whatever the voting is, even the even the, the the they just people don't see them as these elite programs. Oh, but they for should sure, be. they should be thought of that way. So, no, for that sure. Will
0: change. That'll be interesting because USC last year thought they deserved it. And and within that weekend, everyone was kind of like, oh, piss off. You, yeah. You're not in. Right. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm super pumped. And I'm really excited to watch this, this conference and just for college football in general. But we will be back. We still have many more conferences to cover. Um, Going to try to record some in person next week. Hopefully yes. I remember the computers that time. That's <laughs> all right. Baseball. All right.
1: Hey, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward, you know, just, you know, we've touched on two really important conferences. We're going to get into some real bread and butter. The remainder three. And we're going to talk about some conference teams that aren't in a major conference that have an opportunity. Um, I would tell you, it looks like another great. We'll talk about the pack another great conference
0: here. Oh yeah, absolutely. But Matt, I thank you. This was an awesome double, double edition. If you haven't haven't listened to the ACC, go do that. Uh, If you have. Your work is done until the, the next podcast drop. But for my man, Matty D, Matt Stefano, I am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man signing off. Have a good weekend, everybody. Enjoy the summer and stay tuned go birds. for the
1: next couple pods. Oh, and go birds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> See you, buddy.